Exactly what you're talking about. We're all involved in it. We're all doing something about it, whether it's to the NRA or some other organization. We know how important the Constitution is. It doesn't need to be messed with. And, uh, certainly, the Second Amendment is is there for a darn good reason. One to uh, make sure that our government is behaving, and but two to protect our families and our property and our lives. You know, it's 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 a great responsibility, but it's one we all should we all take on this line at least. And I certainly hope uh, it it seems to be spreading. And I, I think we all know it's it's a cliche to us, but to many they don't understand it that the greatest conservationists in the world are hunters. And uh, there's nothing to nothing to apologize about. It's what we are. It's um, we're part of the, God's great world. You know. <laughs> If we're not separate, then they're not either. to the RNA Outdoors podcast hosted by Lucas Paw. Our purpose is to help educate and inspire within you a renowned passion for the outdoors. So join us as we speak with experts in the industry to share insight and knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. Welcome, listeners, to the RNA Outdoors podcast. I am your host, Lucas Pa, and uh, coming to you um, from sunny California here on the uh, Central Coast. We're seeing some just incredible weather here, and uh, spring is spring is sprung, but I think summer is is fastly approaching with uh, some of the weather that we have coming in. But uh, just a great time to be outdoors, um, you know, taking a, a lot of God's creation and, and enjoying that, especially right now in the, in the current times that we're in, just, just really embracing um, some of the great outdoor activities that, that we are able to do. So um, with that, I've got a, a, a really good show um, for y'all today and really excited um, to actually have on um, a uh, repeat guest on the, on the podcast today and, and uh, really fortunate to bring back um, considerably to me, both a colleague um, I've worked um, you know, with Bob in the past, but also I think more importantly, um, just a friend and not only a friend of the podcast, a, a personal friend. Uh, Bob Anderson, who uh, previously was on uh, a podcast uh, about a year, year and a half ago, um, where he was doing some work uh, with the National Rifle Association. We're going to talk more about that. And uh, but now uh, he is uh, retired, kind of from his day to day life, uh, you would call it, or the maybe the the nine to five job. Uh, and now he's found uh, additional passion. Um, for for some other things in his life, which we're going to talk uh, more about, and uh, really within writing, and he's recently authored a book, which I'm I'm really excited to talk more about today uh, in our show. So, without uh, any further ado, uh, I would like to welcome back uh, Bob Anderson uh, to the show. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Lucas, I'm doing great. 
glad your weather's nice. So we're about ready to get a big thunderstorm. Yeah, so, so I'm uh, hoping that won't. If, if you'll enjoy the thunder, which I do, we're here in Nebraska. Yeah, it, uh, it's not unusual. Yeah, well, you know, one thing you're a you're a prior California resident, so knowing a thunderstorm wasn't something that happened too often. But uh, no, now being in the no. being in the Midwest, you get to enjoy some of that. So uh, that's well, great. Actually, my wife and I moved back here. She was born in in Nebraska, and I was born in D.C. And my dad uh, in the Navy, and when the war ended, we moved back to Nebraska. And so it's it's coming home again, really. Yeah, yeah, that's great. Oh. Well, Bob, so just, you mentioned uh, the NRA. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Maybe talk a little bit well, about your uh, your history and yeah. maybe some of your affiliation with the National Rifle Association. Sure, sure. Well, it it kind of starts before that because I kind of turned my politics of uh, being a what let's let's use the word hippie, uh, misguided, <laughs> onto uh, into other things. Uh, and we, when we moved uh, to, to Merced, California, from Southern California and, uh, and up to the Bay Area and then over to Merced, I, I went to a, a gun show and, uh, gosh, there's a guy there with a table out in front asking me and everybody else to join something called the NRA Members Council. And I had no idea what that was, but I ended up joining it and it was a political action group that at gr- grassroots level and um, you know, I had a very good time with that. It was a lot of work. Uh, ended up being the president of the organization in Merced for some time. And from that, um, I got involved with the Friends of NRA program, starting in Merced, volunteering and about three years with them. And then the, uh, the, the, the chairman of that committee wanted to uh, move on to other things, and he asked me to take it over and I did and did it for about 10 years so we raised a heck of a lot of money if you don't know about the members about the uh, excuse me the Friends of NRA program raising a heck of a lot of money for shooting sports focusing mainly in our area on children's on kids and getting them involved in shooting sports and out the outdoors and also getting women involved because it's always our idea that if the mother or the, or the woman in the household is enjoying the outdoors, the whole family will be. So that was a great deal of fun, a great deal of hard work, and uh, I met uh, a compatriot of yours, uh, Jason Quick, who became my regional director, and when Jason and the NRA finally got together and realized that Jason's area was so huge he wasn't hitting a lot of stuff and he knew it well and wanted to expand, split it up, um, I, you know, I happened to get the job. And it was so six years then as a field representative with the National Rifle Association and the and the Friends of NRA program, which was to me one of the the greatest things that I was involved with in my all my career. The the support system at NRA was outstanding, and the volunteers that made the thing actually work, and the and the people that came and and you know gave gave us their hard earned money for the program was just heartwarming to say the least. But from that, uh, I, I retired. I'd also been involved with the, the California Rifle, Associ- Rifle and Pistol Association and ended up being their secretary when I got hired with NRA because it was viewed as a conflict of interest because I could not do the two things at once. I resigned. But in the meantime, um, 
you know, I said I had that good career. And when it was over, and you mentioned I was on the, your podcast once before, I thought, well, I want to keep this up. So I decided to run for the, the NRA board. And, uh, you know, it, it was it was satisfying to, to make that effort. It didn't work out. Uh, in the meantime, gosh, I've, I've just fallen into an old passion, and that's bringing back my life as a writer. And I'm telling you that that's just uh, overwhelming in terms of time and, yeah. and energy, and, and it too is quite satisfying. So you might know where my uh, head is in, in writing. It's um, and uh, we'll talk about that a little bit later. Yeah, but let's talk a little bit about hunting because you kind of. <laughs> yeah. No, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, just to kind of reconnect there. Um, it was back on episode um, 59, Bob, you and I had, had connected, and this dates us uh, back to 2018, so kind of crazy to think back uh, a couple years ago, considering uh, we're yeah. already halfway through this year, and this year's been been quite a blur, but, uh, you know, we uh, we talked a lot about, you know, the NRA and, and what you were doing there, and really, again, trying to, to advance to a different level around the board of directors, but just one concept I, I wanted to touch on, and, and, and before we, we leap into to the fun subjects is, you know, being a gun owner right now is, is uh, it's always a privilege to be a gun owner, right? It's our God-given ability. The Second Amendment allows us to do that, but we're continually battling um, day in and day out, um, you know, that ability to do that. But having a, being a, a, a carrying gun owner right now is so important in the times that we're in. And, and I think people are seeing the value in that. And, you know, it's, it's groups like the NRA that have helped fight for us to, to, to allow us to, to be able to own a gun and go to a gun store and buy ammunition and, and do fun things with them, but also to protect ourselves. And I think that's what's important right now. People need to understand it's in place to per, also for protection. And uh, just wanted to thank you for, A, your, your service uh, with the NRA uh, and and also, you know, the time you've put in not only as a volunteer but as an as an employee is is uh, much appreciated from someone like me, and I'm sure from a lot of the listeners as well. So so thank you. Well, I sure appreciate that. It's, it's uh, I must say it's a humbling thing because of exactly what you're talking about. We're all involved in it. We're all doing something about it, whether it's to the NRA or some other organization. We know how important the Constitution is. It doesn't need to be messed with. And, uh, certainly, the Second Amendment is is there for a darn good reason. One, to uh, make sure that our government is behaving, and but two, to protect our families and our property and our lives. Um, you know, not willy nilly, but with with training and with understanding of the laws. And um, you know, it's 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 a great responsibility, but it's one we all should we all take on this line at least and i certainly hope uh it it seems to be spreading i hope everybody gets good a good training yeah no absolutely <laughs> it's it's one thing to be so, a gun owner but uh to not know how to use it that's a whole other subject but uh, uh truly no truly. i again appreciate appreciate that but um yeah so getting into just kind of another subject here around hunting i mean you you've You've done quite a few hunts in, in your lifetime, and, and I know one that um, is kind of near and dear to, to my heart is, is the trip you and I shared when we went over uh, the pond to South Africa uh, in 2018 and uh, spent, oh, roughly, what, 10 to 12 days uh, over uh, in the Limpopo. Uh, and man, did we have a great time or what uh, hunting with Elon Safaris over there? Well, you know, it's something you dream about and, and work for and, and 
you know, plan. And then when you go the first time, it's just overwhelming. And the, of course, Elon Safaris is just amazing in the way they they treated us and took care of us. But gosh, what a what a what a world! Yeah, animals everywhere. Uh, and what you know, food was great. I'll just a crocodile tail. I just I need some. You know? <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we all need a pair of crocodile <laughs> boots, right? Did I tell you? No, it was great. It was great fun. It was great. A lot of you know good friends made there. So yeah. You know what? To me, what's really amazing about Africa is the diversity of, of animals there, and you kind of hit on it. Just you know, if you're if you're riding in the truck, you know, out to your hunting spot. I mean, what you see, and then when you get to your hunting spot, just the the diversity and the sheer amount of animals. It, it really shows how conservation can work, and, and even in a country like South Africa, well, I would say is more of a third world country. Um, when you have people that manage ranches, you can see how conservation works, and, and Africa is a great example of that. Well, yes, and in, in other other parts of Africa where conservation is coming back instead of being, hunting is coming back, they're seeing the, the elephants thrive and farming thrive. Um, so... I think we all know it's it's a cliche to us, but to many they don't understand it that the greatest conservationists in the world are hunters. Yep. And uh, Absolutely. there's nothing to nothing to apologize about. It's what we are. It's uh, we're part of the, God's great world. You know, <laughs> we're not yep. separate, and they're yep. not either. So. Yep. Well, I think back how many years and years ago. I mean, you know, the Native Americans. I mean, everyone. I mean, everyone in North America. I mean. Daniel Boone and Davy Crockett and all of them, I mean, Lewis and Clark, that's how they survived, was hunting and gathering. And, and for a lot of us, it's going back to those days, and it's very primitive to do that. And, and it's just, again, having the privilege to do that here, it, it's it's an awesome thing. And just, again, kind of going through some of your hunting career, I mean, I know you've hunted in Colorado, you've hunted in Wyoming, obviously you've hunted, done a fair amount of hunting in California, you've you've hunted some 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 pretty good North American species in your time, Bob. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't say I was as successful as uh, many are, but, you know, it's the hunt that counts. At least that's what I say, yeah. and that's not that's not uh, to disparage the to take, because <laughs> that's, what, that's the first thing I want to do. But um, I will say that uh, our mutual friend, Jason Quick, was not very happy with me when he put me on an antelope that uh, <laughs> uh, turned out to be bigger than his that time. <laughs> so I, that's one thing I can gloat about. Um, but <laughs> well, it's always good to have bragging rights. Yeah, he, but he'll on tell him you about sure. how I got sick from the food and you know embarrassed myself. So that's his story. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that was a that was a great trip, and the trip to Colorado to hunting elk with some friends uh, in Nebraska were deep in the snow, and it was uh, so beautiful and so so many elk running around just incredible mm-hmm. so yeah it's, you know I, I, I started hunting late in my life it turns out uh, as an aside I had a my my grandfather um, one of my grandfathers uh, had the opportunity to retire when he was 36 he was involved in the oil industry early on and he got sick of it and just wanted to be out in the, in the country and he moved to Wyoming and there he took on a job as a ranch hand, and his main job was to keep the mountain lions at bay for the, keep them away from the cattle and other livestock. 
Mm-hmm. But he's a guy that kind of took me out first and, you know, taught me how to use a rifle. And it's, uh, you know, it's stuck with me for forever. It's, um, he kind of introduced me to it all. So yeah, I, I honor him and in, in the thought and what he did. Yeah, and I think... You know, those memories, you, you know, you, you've shared. I mean, you and I obviously have a, a good memory together, and hopefully, you know, we'll get to do that again at some point. But those memories are things that, to your point, I mean, the hunt is always one thing, and, and the success of the hunt is one thing. And But, it, it, you know, going out and being with people that you enjoy being with and being out in nature, you know, like you say, being in the snow in Colorado with, you know, some of your friends from, from Central California, just those are the things that you remember, right? Oh, and I've bet. always said kind of the, the gravy on the mashed potatoes or the icing on the cake is being successful and, and getting an animal and being able to share that. But uh, to me, it's about the experience. It's always been about the experience. It's about going to new places, meeting new people uh, and enjoying their cultures and the things that they do. And, uh, you know, they do things a little different uh, in Colorado than they do in Africa, right? And they do things <laughs> yes, different do. in California than they do in Wyoming. So it, it's fun to experience those places yeah. and, and do that with, with people that you like to be with. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay, and I think this is a great opportunity just to segue. Uh, and again, just kind of talking previously from you know your passion for not only the outdoors uh, but also the National Rifle Association. But you know, since retiring, you've kind of found uh, a newfound, um, I guess, passion or hobby, and and that's really specific to you know riding. And it may not be something necessarily new, something you've done in the past, but just kind of recreating that passion. So maybe Bob, talk a little bit about. Um, you know, being an author in the, in the book that you're getting ready to uh, publish here? I'd be happy to. Um, it's really, it is a passion, that's for sure, and I did start early, and earlier than now. I, I first started writing in 1985, um, but, you know, work got in the way of, the, of that effort for some time, even though I did have an agent at the time, but push come to shove, I kind of dropped the ball, and uh, let it sit, and when we moved back back to Omaha after I retired, uh, I started reading what I had written back then, and was uh, surprised to find uh, three completed novels and and some other work that needs completing. But uh, um, I must say uh, that it's not it's not a hobby because darn it, it's about all I do now. So it's uh, it's yeah. 24 hours a day, but I dream about it because it's. It's it, you know it's like any other passion uh, you put into it uh, as much as you possibly can, and I'm pretty pleased with what uh, what the results are are and you know I'm learning a heck of a lot about marketing and and about uh, about uh, just you know promoting the book and that's uh, something that actually Lucas you've helped me with in the past and. Now I'm kind of on my own trying to get this to happen, but you're never on your own. It's always about uh, about your audience and about the people that care. So I've got this book, which I uh, I had written uh, several years ago and kind of put aside and started reading it again once once we were back in Omaha area and and liked what I was reading. I was kind of surprised. I'd forgotten, forgotten much about it, and uh, I've I've gone through it and rewritten much of it and it's now in the hands of my editor and I expect her to be done with it probably in the next two weeks and my target launch date is uh, July 15th so it's gosh just a 
little over a month, and it should be uh, available on Amazon, both uh, both paperback and and in the Kindle form. Um, but it's a book of it's uh, it's a book about a secret agent, a guy named Stephen Poffiford, um, who has been assigned to kill uh, the America's greatest traitor. Uh, a man most beloved by the population, but the President of the United States. And that seems pretty bad, but of course, and it is, but uh, he's also charged with doing it on national TV. Uh, he doesn't seem to have any chance of getting out of even doing it or let otherwise, because actually his brain has been completely manipulated uh, by his handlers and he doesn't even real, realize that until further on in the book. Um, but um, he's always so he's trying to get his his memory back and and get his he has he has skills of what he does. Uh, but the deal is that the United States president is about ready to sign a treaty that gives all of our all of our secrets to some other organization, some other countries, uh, organization of countries that are not American and really giving up our country to some uh, united I wouldn't I don't want to put a name on it right now but you know what I mean some, yeah, some enemy for sure. an enemy and so he just he rationalizes what he's doing and what he must do and yet in the whole book you really don't know who the players are and what they really are and what what's going on until it just unfolds and unfolds and keeps unfolding down one rabbit hole after another and i think it's a hell of a good read um of course i'm biased but mm-hmm. so sure. so do so do others who i've i've um, given the book to read a manuscript to read so I can have some insight on uh, beyond my own biased thinking. So it's uh, it's to me an exciting uh, episode in my life, and I've you know as far as I'm concerned, I'm working full time. Yeah. My wife thinks the same thing sure. and wonders <laughs> what I bet you know. So, but uh, she's far, she's right behind it, and thank God she is. So. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, you know, and I, so you uh, were saying. Go ahead. You, you were saying earlier this is a this is a part of a series. Then correct well, that yes, you're you're writing yes, in. Yes, it is. I was telling you earlier that yes, it was. It is. Um, I'm about six chapters into uh, into the second uh, version, the second book, and it expands on this. Um, yeah, yeah. So I don't want to give away too much, but. Uh, Sure, it's, uh, but that's exciting. I mean, yeah. so you've got you've got a, a kind of a series here that's going to you know hopefully pull people in, and and uh, so it's, you said it'll be a series of three potentially. Then, oh, at least at least three. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I don't think Neat. I can truly really call it a series until it gets to be three. <laughs> you know? Sure. So, yeah, that's true. I have I have other manuscripts that are that are actually pretty close to being able being you know ready to publish. They do need an editor. That takes some time, and that process in itself is is a very new thing to me. Uh, mm-hmm. I find it very productive and and kind of difficult um, because somebody else is looking at your work and picking it apart like crazy where where needed and suggesting changes. And so, if you're ever going to pick a, an editor, make sure it's somebody you trust and somebody you can work with 
because you certainly don't want to sit around stewing over it. You need to get the job yeah. done. So thankfully, yeah. I have a very, very good good editor, and she and I get along quite well. So it's going it's going fine, it's going well. I mean, I feel overwhelmed half the time, but gosh, it, the product is I, I hope uh, very satisfying to readers and. And I, I think it is. Every time I read it myself, I think, "Woo, okay." <laughs> so, well, and, and that's just exciting. I, you know, I think any time that I think you find a passion in something, and and you take that and turn it into, you know, whatever that is. If it's you know writing a book, authoring something, it could be having a passion for the outdoors and in writing a story for a magazine. Absolutely, yes, absolutely. So it, it's it's neat when you kind of find that and uh, and take that passion and, and turn it into something that's tangible. In this case, you know something you said you know you can go buy it on Amazon or you can get it on your tablet or it's it's available in so many different areas and uh, just neat to to see that uh, and uh, and for you to kind of I would say maybe open a different chapter in your life right than than you've had in the past. Oh, absolutely. I'm. I have a website set up now where I've, every once in a while I'll, I'll put out a newsletter, and much of it is I've got something going on there about my biography. Um, it's kind of expanding on a, you know what little blurb you might use uh, for a book jacket, but also um, um, also t- talking about the experience and. I think it's. I think that newsletter is going to, you know, kind of grow up a little bit and be a lot more about the experience. So I'm about ready to put one out the next week or so, asking the people that are on there reading it, uh, you know, where they'd like to go and if they are authors, and if they wish to be, how can my experience help them? And so, um, if there anybody's listening to this who's thinking about writing, I say just, you know, put pen to paper, put pencil to paper. Start doing it. Um, what what can you what can you gain by not? And you can gain everything by doing it. And you can help you can help people. You can help them in ways that you can't imagine. So maybe it's just an experience. And if it's if it's a hunting experience, I mean, how many of us read hunting stories and books all the time? Well, I do. You know? So it's 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 very it's very rewarding. And I think that at the end of the day is really what it's about. I mean, it's it's doing, like I say, doing something you're passionate about, but also something that's rewarding. And, you know, you said how you've got total support from, from your wife and, and doing this and obviously your family and, and backing that. But again, for you just to, to kind of take something and, and turn it into, I mean, this is like you say, a psychological thriller, right? I mean, that to me, if I'm thinking knowing you, you know, something you would write, it wouldn't, to me, wouldn't probably wouldn't line those two up but i think it's just interesting where kind of your mind goes and the things that you think about and and things that you write about and and uh just a uh just a neat a neat timeline a neat roadmap that you've put out there and and uh kind of excited to uh excited to see how this goes for you bob well good i am too (laughs) it's yeah i'm i'm all in that's all there is to that it feels great you know after I have I have all these options. What can I do? What can I have done all this so through my life? Where can I go with this? And that just kind of fell in my lap. Like, wow, of course, you know, this is this is what I want to do and what I need to do. So, as you were stating, so um, we're not going to get 
the cart too far in front of the horse. And, and part of what we want to do is we want people to subscribe and obviously get on when the when the launch date happens. So you were saying on July 15th uh, is your targeted launch date. So that's when the book will actually go live on all the different platforms for, for folks to purchase then. Is that correct? Well, it's a target. <laughs> and this being my first publishing effort, um, I know it's going to be a race to hit that date, but that's my date. And so I'm going to do everything I can to get it up on that date. So there's an awful lot to do once once I say the book is ready to go. So, Okay. Well, I am excited to announce uh, over the podcast that uh, we are actually um, going to do a promotion for you, Bob, and also help you uh, both promote and, and market uh, Resurrection Runner, which is your um, psychological thriller. Um, we're going to do kind of a co-op together, and uh, RNA Outdoors is going to help um, sponsor a contest where um, we're going to get listeners to subscribe to your page, your landing page, which I'll have more information about um, in the context of the podcast. And uh, they'll go online, they'll put their information in, that'll get to you. And then uh, down the line, when the book gets ready to uh, come out, if that 715 launch date happens, we'll uh, do a pot, we'll do a contest where we'll pull a few names out of a hat and a drawing, and uh, they'll get a signed copy of your book. So I'm really looking forward to to working with you on that, Bob. Good, I am too. I think it's, uh, yeah, I appreciate that. And I also, I don't think you've mentioned it uh, to you, Lucas, but when when people sign up uh, for the contest, I'll also be sending them uh, the first three chapters of Resurrection Runner so they can get a head start on it. Excellent. Your website um, is rwanderson-author.com, correct, Bob? Yes, that is. Okay. And I'll make sure to, to post that. So basically what we'll do is we'll make sure this information gets put out um, when we when we do the podcast. I'll also blast the post on social media. Uh, and again, just want to get people to get to your landing page uh, where they'll have to provide email address, first and last name. Uh, and once they click the yes, enter me now button, um, they'll get the first three chapters to read uh, and then an opportunity to win a signed book. So man, what a what a great opportunity for somebody. Look, one thing, once you say that, you're going to get an email, which means when it just asks you to confirm. That's just so you're not getting, uh, it's not spam. You know that what's going on. You've already signed up. Then you just have to confirm through that email by responding to that, and it'll all happen. Excellent. And then just again, just to kind of reiterate, just to circle back. So after the targeted, hopeful 715 launch date, um, if someone was to want to go online and buy your book, obviously you got your website. What are some other outlets for them to find your book again? Well, that's a good question because there's so many different ways to do that. But I think to begin, I will focus uh, on, on Amazon. And... Um, and until the book is available, you know, I really can't present it to anybody. But it'll be on it'll be on my web page. So if you've if you signed up for the uh, for the for the um, contest, you'll get an email from me announcing it with the with the link to where the page is. And I would encourage anybody that buys it to read it. And uh, if they like it, uh, I'd like to have uh, some comments from them on that page. 
Well, Bob, I'm just really excited for, for you, not only uh, you know as a, as a friend, uh, but also now as an author and a writer, and excited to see the success you have uh, in your book, and excited we could work together on a, on a launch and a contest here. And uh, one, appreciate uh, having you on the podcast as always. This is your uh, second time on. And, and again, just uh, from my perspective, um, look forward to seeing your success uh, with your book. And uh, again, just appreciate our, our friendship. So thanks, Bob. Lucas, thank you, and thank you to all your, your listeners and your, your audience. Um, we're all of the same mind, I think, and it's uh, good a good place to talk and listen to people. So thank you. Absolutely. All right, Bob. You take care. Thanks again, uh, and uh, we look forward to it. Thanks, Lucas. Hey everyone, this is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts. And know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer.